ability to execute at the highest level. That's what we focus on billions of dollars in real estate. The chasing business, now all of a sudden I was attracting it. You're gonna get a lot of no's before you get that first yes. You're not doing consistently. You're everywhere all the time. People will take you. You have to outproduce your problems. It has everything to do with the mindset and Don't the discipline. Don't try to be making a withdrawal before you've made a deposit. Focusing on the quality, not the quantity. The key to move forward and grow. What is up, Every Agent Wins fam? Today, we have another fantastic show for you. We have a superstar top producing agent out of San Diego, California, Mr. Anthony Manzan. Anthony was Rookie of the Year at Keller Williams. He is 30 under 30 nominee. And we're going to be talking about chasing to referral-based business. Anthony used to be 10% referral. He has now then flipped the script on his business and is 90% referral based. So we're gonna be definitely talking about how to create your business into the referral form of business. We're gonna be talking about creating business, being more predictable, enjoyable, and consistent in your business. Also focusing on the quality of relationships, not the quantity. Anthony's also going to be breaking down his social media strategy in order to become top of mind for your potential clients. So definitely stick around and check it out right after these messages. What's up, guys? Ronnie here. Today, I want to talk to you about Bellwood Investments. Bellwood Investments is one of the fastest growing investment platforms on the planet. If you're a realtor, this is definitely a company that you want to grow your business with, all without leaving your current brokerage. My buddy Bo and his team at Bellwood Investment are helping realtors grow their businesses across the globe. Bo personally has closed over 1,350 flips himself. They are not just a regular iBuyer. They actually have an app. Imagine this. The next time you come across a distressed property or a fix or flip opportunity, you can now submit it to the Bellwood Investment app. It is a streamlined process that makes it easy for the real estate agent. You will also be able to represent them as a buyer and also relist the property when it is complete. But there is even more. They also allow you to invest in their real estate projects. If you bring them a property, you will get first dibs on investing in that property with them. They are averaging a 28.5% return on your money in just 88 days, check to check. For more information, go to bellwoodinvestments.com, B-E-L-W-O-O-D, investments.com. What's up? What's up? What's going on, everybody? How are you doing today? I have a rock star of an agent today in San Diego, Anthony Manzon. Uh, we're here at the Every Agent Wins Show, where we're trying to just give knowledge and bring everyone together and create an opportunity for everyone to grow their business. So, Anthony, what's going on, my friend? Man, everything is amazing. Thanks, Ronnie, for reaching out. I'm excited to be here. Love the opportunity to share what I can. Oh, man. And you are just crushing it out in San Diego. Prices are good. How's the market out there, brother? Dude, it's crazy. In all my years, it's probably the craziest market I've ever been a part of in terms of competition, wars, and all that crazy stuff. So I'm sure it's like that for a lot of the country right now, too. Oh, man. Here here in Sacramento, it is, it's, it's pretty crazy as well. So I can only imagine in San Diego where... The weather is good every single day of the year, man. I love it there. Every day. Every it's day. It's so good. I, yeah, no, I that I always tell my wife, if if we're moving somewhere, she's always like, oh, let's move out of, out of state. And I'm like, we're paying sunshine tax here. It is amazing here. And in, in, in California is like, if we move anywhere, I'm moving to San Diego. That place is awesome. It really is. And, and I 
I'm one of those people that grew up in San Diego. So I really took it for granted for sure. It wasn't until I started traveling a lot and realizing that everywhere I went, the weather was better back home. That's when I really started to appreciate like San Diego and its weather and everything. Always, man. So, all right. So uh, you and I have talked a little bit off camera and I learned a little bit about you. I've been following you on social media. I love what you're doing, bro. You're you give back to the community. You're a family dude. And I really appreciate that. And and you're crushing the real estate game, man. So that's why I asked you to come on here. So take me a little bit through your journey, how long you've been in the business, what you're doing right now, how how things have changed and, and what's going on in your life, man. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, for sure. So uh, I guess I'll start out. I'm 31 years old now. I got started when I was 24. So I just hit my seventh year in the business. Um, It's been an amazing seven years. First year in the business, I was rookie of the year for my office. I did about 120,000 in GCI my first year. And leading up until last year, uh, we as a team, we broke 1,100,000 in GCI as a team. So it's been a great run, uh, rookie of the year. I think in 2017, I was also a 30 under 30 for the entire US, which was pretty cool. That was one of my big goals. Uh, where they select the top 30 realtors under the age of 30. I was nominated for that and won. Um, it's been an amazing career. And the reason why I like to give back so much is because real estate, it's changed my life. It's changed my perspective on everything. And if I can just inspire one person off of this recording um, to live a big life and just believe that you could do it too, I feel like you know I've done my job is helping inspire that one person. You know, Dude, you will. And your, your energy is definitely... Um... It, it's a great energy and it, and it fills the room and I feel it, man. So I love it. So thank you for sharing. Um, so, so like I talked earlier, we talked a little bit off camera and I know you have changed your whole team dynamic. You switched brokerages um, and you've also switched your lead gen tactics in order to go to uh, referral base from just going and chasing, chasing, chasing. And all of us want to get to that point, right? Mm-hmm. Um Tell me what you've done in order to do that and how your team has transformed over the years. Yeah, great question. So first thing I want to lead off with, if that's okay, is if you guys get value from this podcast, you know, follow, like, subscribe. Uh, Ronnie is the man. He's going to provide a lot of value to you. Um, and then also, too, if you want to follow my personal journey, I'm posting a lot of stuff every single day. It's part of my lead generation strategy that we're about to get into. But you can follow me at um, Anthony Manzon, M-A-N-Z-O-N on Instagram. Just follow me on my stories. I'm posting what I'm doing, why I'm doing it, what we're doing to get offers accepted and all that stuff. Um, but just to go back to the story I was telling you, Ronnie, was I've been in the business seven years. And for the first five years of my business, I've been very prospecting based in terms of going after cold leads, you know, door knocking, open houses, cold calling, all that stuff. And I will say I took so much pride in going after cold leads. I almost left my past clients, my nurturers, my database. I left them almost all behind because I was prospecting so far ahead for those cold leads. And for the first five years of my business, I was actually 10% referral. That means if I did 65 transactions, six transactions would be referred or past clients, um, something I didn't have to really hunt for. And that was 10%. That was the first five years. And I'm proud to say in the past two years, I consciously made the decision to switch my lead generation tactics. And now my, my personal business is 90% referral now. And so it just almost flipped it completely on its head because I just realized you know, at the end of my fifth year, I was like, man, I'm just hunting every day. Um, oh, you know, actually, Ronnie, I remember why. At the end of that fifth year, I can't remember what it was. I hung out with my friends or something. You were something, probably burnt was out. Like, hey. what it was. You were probably I was, burnt out. I was burnt out and I lost my voice for three weeks. 
And when I lost my voice for three weeks, it was weird. I lost my voice. I couldn't talk. I was seriously considering learning sign language. And I was just like, you know, as a realtor, as a leader of this team, if I ever lost my voice, like I would be done. Like it's something we take for granted every single day. And that's when I realized, you know, I'm going to switch my lead generation tactics and go after referrals to make my business more predictable, more enjoyable, um, more consistent uh, with going after referrals and past clients and creating a system around that to make it more predictable. I love it, man. And 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 that's and I've I'm, I've interviewed a ton of top producing agents, and that is literally the magic sauce right there. If I can give one tip of magic sauce, and I and I'm trying to make a shift onto just heavily going after that. These are people that already know you, like you, and trust you. And you've already built a rapport when your lead generation, which, which don't stop doing that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but when you're lead generating every single day, you have to earn their trust first. You have to earn uh, so many pieces that you've already earned from these other people. And, and that conversion rate is just so much easier. Like I, I do it in in my video, people, a lot of people say, hey, I, I feel like I know you. I feel like I trust you. So that that's another tactic. But I mean, the cold leads, that's such a hard conversion. And you have to be a very special person to convert that lead. Yeah. And I think also too, it was also like, because that's the hardest lead to go after, I felt like a lot of pride in it because like, yeah, I go after cold leads. I don't need referrals. You know, it was like, it's one of those things that like, and, and you're totally right. All the top agents, the ones at the top, the best of the best, their businesses are referral based and past clients. I always thought to myself, you know, my fifth year, I was like, I'm a, I, I believe I'm a top agent, you know, like I'm number one in the company and yet I still am at 10% referral. Like, what am I not getting here? You know? And I made that excuse for a long time. Like I, I'm so good at cold prospecting. I'm just going to do cold prospecting, you know? Yeah. However, when I made that switch, you know, I, I think I had to be in the right place in my life and I had to be ready to hear the message of like other agents saying, saying that they're going referral based. Um, because I think when I was listening to a lot of top agents speak about being referral-based, I wasn't ready to receive it or I, I wasn't clicking in my head at the time because in my mind, I'm thinking like, oh, my, my database is too young. You know, maybe I don't have enough referral. My, my database hasn't matured enough to get the referrals yet. You know, I kind of started to make excuses when really it was just, I wasn't being intentional and in getting those referrals and past clients from them. And as soon as I started tweaking my systems, changing my message and building relationships with my clients, that's when everything started to change. I love it, man. And you've evolved, right? I mean, the best ones evolve to become the top in any market, any circumstance. So kudos to you, man. Um, and I also wanted to talk to, to some people that may have teams that may be watching you completely flipped your script on your team, right? From what you told me, you went from 17 agents or 14 agents, something crazy down to five or, oh, right? Was that some? Well, five, some yeah. Five, five total, total, but yeah, you have two two agents? Yeah, just me three and admin. right now. And, yeah. and tell me a little bit about how that did. And I know you switched brokerages and tell me that journey. Yeah, great. So I mean, I I always built the team. My previous brokerage, I was with Keller Williams. Super shout out to KW. I love KW. They're like the foundation of everything that I am, my mindset, my thoughts and all that. Um, one thing about their team structure, which I built almost to a T as best as I could, was, you know, they start with one agent and you get assistant number two or TC, then agent number two, then you get showing agent. So like there's a, there's a model and a structure to it, which mm-hmm. is amazing and it definitely works. The challenge I was having was that 
after you build like the admin support side, that's when you start bringing on agents. However, when I started bringing on agents, I didn't see that consistency or maybe I was focusing on new agents because I was a new agent. I loved my new agent story. I wanted to change new agents' lives. I only went after new agents. So it was really heavy on like having to teach them, handhold them, teach them the habits, teach them the disciplines. And because they didn't have enough real estate experience, as soon as they started to get experience and success on their own, they felt like they could do it without me. You know? Yep. Exactly. And right off, man. So, you know, yeah. right to me so because why pay you the, when I can do it myself and you taught me everything you already know. Yeah, and that's their perspective because that's all that they know. They never were an agent by themselves. They didn't know how hard it was. They never had to build it from the ground up. And so like that's what started to keep happening. And then I realized last year when I had 14 people on the team, I my whole life was around the team. You know, I would leave six o'clock in the morning to get to the office by seven so I could be the first one in, lead generate with the new agents, stay in back and lead generate the entire day until I booked an appointment so I can be a good example for the agents. And I felt like I was there holding their hand the entire time and I wanted it for them more than they wanted it. But the bad part was, is I was sacrificing a lot of time with my family. Um, my wife, we started the business together. She took a step out of the business to take care of our two kids. I mean, at that time, my son was two, my daughter was one. And so I was only seeing my wife and kids, you know, an hour and a half a day because leave hour early in the morning before they wake up. Five o'clock, I get, I leave for home, but there's traffic getting home, get home at 6.30, they sleep at 7.30. Then I just realized like it wasn't fair to them. I, I built this business and the team around like the team and I was like taking care of them more than my own family. So that's when at the beginning of 2020, before the whole quarantine, I consciously made the decision that I'm going to... I'm going to change up the structure of my team. I want to switch the model so it's not so much me, admin, and then the admin is supporting the team members. We made it more so that the admin is there to support me so I can do more business. Um, and the agent, I took one other agent with me and she's doing amazing right now. But we want to focus on less agents, but higher, produ higher producing agents so that you know we're not wasting resources on, let's say, six months with an agent who doesn't end up producing in the end. Um, and it's kind of weird. This year, we haven't added new agents to the team. We haven't... Uh, agent is still with me. We're at the end of the year now. So, I mean, everything is working. We have a lot more gel and consistency now. Um, and it's been great. I'm, I'm working from home, obviously. Um, I'm very referral-based. You know, even when our big years, I was 80% of the production anyways. And now I have less expenses. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, things are working out well for me. I'm happy. I would not go back. Um, wouldn't change anything about our journey so far. I love it, man. So you're going with the quality, not quantity tactic, which I really love. So give me, for, for some people that are watching right now or, or listening, um, what was your GCI when you had 14 agents? And what is your GCI when you have two agents? Two. Yeah. So basically at our best year, we had, well, I wouldn't say 14 agents. It was 14, well, 17 total. I think it might've been like five admin and maybe like nine or 10 agents along with me, all new ones. Still I mean, I think a big one, difference between two though. Yeah, for sure. Right. And I think my, my agent that had the most experience with me was two years. Everyone else was less than that. So mm -hmm. it was like really new team and us together as a team. That's when we had our best year. We did 1,100,000 in GCI for about 84 transactions. Wow. Um, and then this year, restructuring it with everything, there's two of us now. And we're on pace to do about 55 transactions. I think for I think for GCI, around 700-ish, 750 roughly um, with the 55 transactions for just us two. But from like a net perspective, how much money I'm taking home now that my expenses are lower and the amount of time invested in the team versus getting to be with my family, it's definitely worth the trade-off. 
That's crazy, man. That's a that's a big, big jump because you're not handholding eight or ten other people. You have one other person that's a road dog with you, and you guys are just going out and crushing it. And you guys can do what you do best, man. That's yeah, amazing. Yeah, and I get to also just invest in her so much more now. I get to focus on her growth rather than mm-hmm. spreading myself so thin. Like what you, it's it's funny. Like it clicked in my mind when you said focusing on the quality, not the quantity. Not only did I do that with my team members as agents, I did that with like my prospecting with my clients and past clients as well. Same thing. You focus on the quality of the relationship rather than the quantity, which is like just quantity is going after cold leads, talking to mm-hmm. as many people as you can. You know, so I took that same mindset for prospecting and also the the team environment as well. Right, dude. You're you're dil- you're you're not drilling holes three feet deep. You're mm-hmm. drilling sixty feet deep and getting the oil, and you are just crushing it, man. I love yep. that. Yeah, I love it. So so talk to me a little bit. I, you're you're very very active on social media. You're crushing it. So I, I love that, man. Tell me about what your tactics are, uh, and I know you're creating referrals through your social media. So tell me some of your tactics so I can steal them, please. Yeah, yeah. So I think we one of the big things I think that changed. So I will confidently say I've been intentional in social media for just one year. Like people have been watching me, I've been posting, but I wasn't really intentional um, until last year. And that's what really helped me build my business in terms of like referrals, past clients, and that kind of stuff. Um, but I would say like the social media stuff I'm most um, present on is Instagram and Facebook. Like those are the two I focus on, but we are going to build out from there. Um, and I think my mindset, I think as agents, you have to remember a lot of people think of social media and they think about it as creating new leads. Hey, Facebook ads, let's pay money and get new leads. Let's get new people into the database. Like it's always good to add more people in. However, if you're not nurturing the current relationships with your friends, family in there already, you're just adding more to do list in your pile and you're going to forget about the people that you should be focusing on in the first place. So I use my social media to nurture my relationships and get referrals, not necessarily get new people into my social media. Um, that is a byproduct of what I'm doing, but I think people lead with, I want to get new leads. I want new cold people. I want to bring them in. They lead with that when really I think you should use social media to to nurture and mature your audience first. And then as a byproduct, new people will start to come in and reach out to you. Um, so going back to like the tools and things that I'm using with social media, I, I've actually readjusted my uh, CRM and my action plans to also work with my social media too. And so in Keller Williams, what I learned was the 36 touch or the 33 touch. And that's basically in order to say top of mind in any prospect or top of mind with anybody, is they have to see your name or they have to interact or you have to pattern interrupt by being in front of them at least 36 times a year to stay top of mind. And if you don't stay in front of them 33 to 36 times a year, all of a sudden, new agents that enter their lives, they start to think about them and they start to overtake you. So you want to be in there in front of them 36 times in order to stay at the top. If you drop down and another agent starts to do a 36 touch on them, then they start to be top of mind. It's similar to like, if I ask you like, name three sodas, you know, what are you going to say? Right. Sprite, Coke, and Pepsi. Yeah. So that's like their 36 touch. They have you on the top of their head. They have a million as as, touch. A million touch. Exactly. <laughs> They're killing it. You know, Mountain Dew, Dr. Pepper don't get up there because they don't have that 36 touch. Same thing right. for agents. You got to be in front of them 36 times. Great. So for me, social media was really the most scalable way to be in front of my clients, see my face, see my name, get private messages in a scalable way to be in front of them at all times. 
so that at that moment, when they have a friend or family looking to buy or sell, or they're looking to buy or sell, I'm the first one on the top of their mind and they automatically think about me. Um, that's the mindset you have to be is like, I think a lot of agents make the mistake like, hey, I'm going to call them. I'm going to see if they have referrals. If they don't have a referral, then you know yeah. that sucks. I wish I would have got a deal. Yeah. That's not it. You want to stay top of mind long enough for that one instance that they come across somebody and then you get the referral. Like that's where I think the switch needs to be. Um, so, t- another- so tell me a little what? bit about uh, the system. Do you have a certain system? Is there a certain, like break that down? Yeah, so it, it's honestly super simple. In my, I use Follow Boss as my CRM, and I have 36 touches throughout the year that's going to hit them. You know, 12 emails, um, you know, birthday, holidays, that kind of stuff. But I think the secret for me was in my action plans, I added in their social media reach outs. So I put in there every other month, I'm going to either private message them, um, and or comment on their page or comment on like their pictures or whatever it is, like engaging with them, like. Here's the reality as agents, like we care about our clients. However, we don't do a good job showing that we care about our clients. So, and sometimes we need reminders to show them that we care and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, and those are my reminders. Let's say, for instance, I have you, Ronnie, in my CRM and it says, he sends me a reminder, uh, send Ronnie private message. And it could be super general. I just have to know in order to check that off. I go to your Facebook and I'll just go in and maybe I'll say, wow, love the video you put out today. A lot of great value from there. Boom. Yeah. Send it off, you know, exactly. or it's coming on their page. It's just, you just need those frequent reminders to stay on top of them. And then if, you, if you're not able to reach out to them, your social media posts, your videos and that kind of stuff that comes up, those act as additional touches as well. They see your name, they see the video, you're back refreshed at the top of their mind. It's similar to like, you know, mailers and postcards or commercials. Like what's the real value or not even value? What's the real objective when you send out a postcard to your, to like, a list of properties in a specific neighborhood. It's for them to see your name for that one second and then they throw it away. You right. know, and social media right. is the same way. They just need to see your name for that one second and it was almost just as effective as their your, you know, $300 mailer that you send out to an entire neighborhood. But not even only that too is you're you're commenting you're commenting on their posts. Maybe they're not somebody that sees your stuff regularly. You're mm-hmm. commenting on their posts now that algorithm's picking them up and then now they're starting to see your stuff and engage in your stuff more. So you're re-inviting them back into your life. Yeah. Which, that, which is great. Yeah, that's almost even a byproduct. Like that's like the secondary byproduct. Like the first objective is make connection with them. Let them see your name. Sometimes they don't even respond. You know, you're, oh my gosh, beautiful family. They just like, and then they're gone. However, right. your objective, see your name for that one second. And you're totally right. The second objective increase the algorithm and it's totally doing that too. So that's another bonus. I love it, man. Yeah. So like I said, I love the evolving and and another thing that we talked about that you have evolved and, and I've seen and I took notice when I was on your Facebook and on your social media is your virtual open houses, man. So those are... Those are a pretty big deal right now because there's a lot of counties and around the world that that can't have open houses or they're very restricted. Go into your process on how you do it and, and how you actually get somebody's information in order to get mm-hmm. into that open house. Yeah, very cool. So, I mean, um, there's a lot of different ways, and I want to take a step back if it's okay to kind of explain the virtual open house like mindset because I think I, as it agent, if you hear the idea, but you don't understand the reasoning behind it, you almost justify in your head why not to do it. 
Sure. And that's what I realized a lot with agents on the team is you have to explain why you do things the way you do it so that they can piece it together and understand why you did it. And so with virtual open houses, for me, at least, I built my business in the beginning. Um, I mentioned to you, Ronnie, my first year, I got Rookie of the Year. And I did that by um, doing five open houses every single week. So consistently for my first year in the business, I was doing open houses nine to five almost every day to like build out my pipeline. And when the whole quarantine happened, everything shut down. I thought to myself, what do I know like better than everyone? How can I take that mindset of open houses and bring it to the virtual world? And so that's when we started doing our, our virtual open houses. Now, when I found the virtual open house idea, it was pitched to me by my coach. And I thought, okay, he told me, yeah, a lot of agents are doing virtual open houses. They're standing in the house. They're doing selfie style, walking around and showing the house. And I thought to myself, you know, that doesn't seem effective to me. Like no buyer is going to really be able to buy a house with your head taking up half the screen. It's wobbly. <laughs> it's blurry. Yeah. It's not even enough for someone to make a decision on whether they want the house or not. So I said, how do we change this up? So that's when I decided to use Zoom like we are now. Mm -hmm. We do a screen share and then you do a Matterport technology, which is the 3D tours. And me as the agent, I do the virtual tour with the Matterport and I basically walk around the house with them virtually from Zoom, explaining everything about the house, everything they need to know in order for them to make a decision without seeing it. Like, could I buy this house without seeing it based on this virtual open house? And you're because dropping stats and all that stuff too? Yeah, everything. Yeah. And, I, and yeah. I was doing all that. I mean, and the thing about the multiple listing services, like there's, it's so limited on information we as agents can't even give all the information we want unless we're there in person. Mm -hmm. However, the virtual open house was an opportunity for me to really sell the house with everything a buyer would want to know. Hey, just so you know, the original floor plan of this house used to have a wall here. The owner knocked down this wall and it's more open. Mm -hmm. The roof was just replaced. You can add so many more things. Like, you know, when you open this back window and you open the front door, you have an amazing breeze that comes right through the house. You know, like things that buyers would want to know. And so... We started doing the virtual open houses. And the cool thing that I started realizing was buyers in a very competitive market, which it probably is around the world right now, buyers more than ever, they want to contact the listing agent. You know, they're dying for a way to get connected with the listing agent. However, what happened? You know, Zillow, Trulia, Realtor.com, all of them became the middleman. They get in front of the buyer or the client and you become the middleman and sell you back the lead. Virtual open houses, if you do it the right way and you market it the right way, it gives the consumer the opportunity to find you again and get directly connected with you. And I think on my first virtual open house, I had 75 people on my virtual open house. I had three people without agents contact me saying, oh my gosh, I love the house. I want to buy it. And I want you to be my agent from it. Um, and it was like, it, it's like no different than being at an open house, having a, somebody come in saying, wow, I love this house. I want you to represent me virtual open house, same thing. It's about how you present yourself, the value you give, give them a way to reach out to you directly so they don't have to go to Zillow, have them fill that thing out, have a different agent reach out. They just want an opportunity to talk to the agent. And when you market the virtual open house in the right way, you get the people to find you directly. And it was cool. We had 75 people, an agent, uh, the buyer had me represent them. You know, I disclosed all the offers. They were the highest and best. They had the best terms and everything. And we were able to double in that transaction, which was Beautiful. really cool. And so I think when you strategize virtual open houses, how do you disperse that information? How do you get them to find you? So on Zoom, all you have to do is you copy the link, which is like the private one. And that link is what you market everywhere. You market mm -hmm. it on your Facebook. If you're doing door hanger drops, you put that link on the door hanger so that people are like, oh, this is the virtual open house link. This is where I'm going to go. You even can, in some areas, depending on your multiple listing service, you could take that same link 
put it into the advertising remarks. So when buyers are reading it on Zillow and Trulia, they find the virtual accounts link. And now they're coming to you instead of clicking the interested in this property button. Um, we've also done, oh, what's that thing called? Um, like the neighborhood ones where like posting in like, the, let, let's say San Diego, I go into like a neighborhood community for San Diego mm-hmm. and say, hey guys, house is for sale. If you want to see this virtual open house for a home in your neighborhood, this is the link for the invitation. And there, you just got to find ways to distribute that link so they can come to you directly. I love it, man. And how are you capturing all that information? How is that yeah. all filtering back into you? Yeah. So on Zoom, you can do a forced registration where in order they click the link and then they got to put their information in to get it. So same I thing as, as a regular open house. And you know, I did get some pushback from agents before. Like my client wants to watch the virtual open house. You know, I don't feel like they should need to sign in and do that stuff. But you know, if you think about it, an open house is the exact same way. Like if you have a buyer's representation agreement with them, there's nothing to worry about. If they're going to have to sign into an open house anyways, like it's the same thing as a virtual open house, just, you know, have a good relationship. If you're doing a good job, they're not going to leave you. That's that's yeah. the bottom line is you're, if you're doing a good job, they aren't leaving you. You're doing a great exactly. job. Exactly. So. Yeah, yeah, so... Dude, I love it, man. You are you're doing some good stuff in the in the space. I love it a lot. Um, give me your information, your, your name, email, uh, where they can find you on social media, maybe even a telephone number if you please, because uh, I know some agents on here are going to find a ton of value in this, and either want to reach out to you or send you a referral, man, in in San Diego. So yeah, yeah. Think about me, San Diego. When it comes to your referrals, I'd love to service them, help them out. My name is Anthony Manzon. Reach out to me on Instagram. It's just my name, Anthony Manzon, or you can find me on Facebook. Same thing, Anthony Manzon. Uh, my email is anthony at teammanzon.com. And you can reach me on my cell phone number, 619-306-1792. You know, like I said in the beginning, I'm here to help any way I can. You know, real estate changed my life. Really, first job, I was a dance teacher before this. And my whole life has changed. My legacy has changed. My the trajectory of like my offspring and everything has changed because of real estate. And so, you know, it's kind of my mission to help people as well. If they're hungry for the opportunity and they're desperate for something to change their life, you know, if I could be a part of that, that's like my mission. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate it. You are the man. Uh, I really appreciate your knowledge. You did not have to come on and share. And, and that shows a lot about you, man. Awesome. Thanks for having me, Ron. I appreciate everything that you do. Continue spreading that knowledge and changing people's lives, man. I appreciate you. Cheers, my friend. Adios. See you later. Bye-bye.